Hello? Hello. Anybody home? We'll wait for some peeps to uh, hop on here. Um, how you feeling from the last couple of workouts? You banged up? You sore? You good? I'm good. Hmm. Yeah. I think just um, I haven't been eating as much just due to trying to switch everything over to keto. Yep. But with the exception of that, I, I mean, after that CrossFit workout, I thought I was going to be a little beat up. But no, I, I feel I feel great. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Tomorrow we got tomorrow's legs day with an S. And uh, we'll uh, we'll get into some tough training tomorrow. It should be a lot of fun. We got a new belt squat in the gym from uh, Matt Wenning. So we'll mess around with that as well. Mess around with some leg presses kind of as we always do. Or maybe even mess around with that uh, trap bar deadlift like we did last week with the elevated <sighs> heels. That, that thing was torture. Man, why is that such a crusher? That that killed. I think maybe we should try it even on a, like a deficit or something, make it really horrible. Mm-hmm. But then we would use like 11 pounds. <laughs> Hard to use any sort of weight on there. Anyway, uh, welcome to Mark Bell's Power Project. Thank you guys for tuning in. I am your host, and we got the podcast engineer over there kicking it to you, Andrew Zaragoza. What's up? Zaragoza. <sighs> Ooh. Oh no! Couple boos. Uh, Couple boos in there. Um, Andrew and I have been doing this uh, podcast for about nine months now, and before that, it was called uh, Mark Bell's Powercast. And uh, I went through that process for about three years, so been almost doing a podcast of some form for the last four years. Uh, who am I, and why? Sh- why should you be uh, listening to me at all? Well. Uh, you, you'll probably always be able to question that even after hearing who I am. So anyway, here we go. Uh, I'm Mark Bell. I am a father of two. I am a husband to my beautiful wife, Andy. I live in Davis, California. I own a gym called super training gym, which is right here in West Sacramento. And that's where we're kicking this podcast to you. We're in slingshot world headquarters, as I like to call it, this 23,000 square foot facility that has about an eight. 8,000 square foot free gym, biggest free gym in the world with some of the best uh, equipment in the world. Started Super Training Gym uh, in 2006 as I realized that I needed to figure out a way to get stronger. And I knew that I wasn't going to be able to completely do that by myself. And so Super Training Gym was born and Super Training Gym was born out of very selfish reasons. Uh, I knew that if I was going to be good, that I needed other people around me. And I knew that if I was going to be great, that I needed people around me that were going to be great and people that were around me that were hungry. I needed savages around me that wanted to be the best in the world. And so I kind of started when I first moved to California from Louisville, Kentucky. Before that, I was in Columbus, Ohio, and I was under the tutelage of Louis Simmons of Westside Barbell. Louis Simmons and Westside Barbell have the strongest gym in the history of the world. Basically. Um, I learned a lot of great lessons from Louis Simmons and was able to take that message and kind of turn it into a lot of the things that you see today. Um, I also was a professional wrestler for five years. And in, in my, in that time of being a professional wrestler, uh, I learned how to stomp a mud hole in people. And I also learned the gift of gab. I learned how to get uh, in front of a TV screen or in front of a camera rather. And I learned uh, how to talk and how to communicate and how to cut wrestling promos and all that good stuff. And that, that ended up paying huge dividends uh, for what I do today, which is 
uh, e-commerce, selling stuff online. I have a website called markbellslingshot.com. I'm a patent holder, and uh, that's probably one of the things I'm most proud of. Obviously, I'm a proud father and proud husband and all those things as well. Um, but uh, getting those patents really means a lot to me. It's a, a very, very personal thing for me. And uh, the slingshot is sometimes referred to from myself as my third child. I have a son named Jake, and he is 14. I have a daughter named Quinn. She's 11. So I know a lot about being a parent. <laughs> I know a lot about uh, I know a lot about being a husband. I know a lot about uh, trying to be successful. I, I've learned a lot over the years. Um, I've gotten better perspective over the years from rubbing elbows with some of the best people in their uh, particular industries. Um, been friends with guys like John Cena for a long time. I've been on the Joe Rogan show, also been featured on Tim Ferriss's podcast. Uh, I'm in a documentary film called Bigger, Stronger, Faster. If you've never seen it, you should check it out. The documentary was directed by my brother, Christopher Bohr Bell, Big Strong Fast on Instagram. Anyway, I've, uh, been doing this stuff for a long time and by stuff, I mean lifting. I've been powerlifting since I was a kid. I started at the age of 12 and uh, I'm going to be 42 on December 10th of this year. And that's going to be a huge celebration for me because it's going to be 30 years of moving around some iron, 30 years of training. And I'm really, really excited about that. And I feel better. Uh, I feel better and I feel that I look better than ever. Um, not in terms of like, uh, how I actually look, but just in terms of my physique, very happy with that. Um, I've competed not only in powerlifting, but also in bodybuilding, uh, just did one bodybuilding show and ended up, uh, doing really well in that and felt really good. I was in the best shape of my life and was really excited to do that. I did that kind of towards the end of August and, you know, here we are a few months later, Still trying to hold on to my hopes and dreams and still trying to stay lean, still trying to stay jacked and tan. I'm also an author. I wrote a book called The War on Carbs, which you can see right here. You can pick that up on my website, markbellslingshot.com. And speaking of markbellslingshot.com, if you uh, go over there uh, at any time uh, between now and the time that this uh, live podcast ends. We're not doing it again, are we? I think we're going to do it again. No. Yeah. Just today only though? Well, I don't know. We're trying to, <laughs> we're trying to be nice to our live audience. This is the first time I think that we went live on the Power Project's uh, Instagram. Yes, so it is. There's not a lot of people there right now, but some of these people are going to hear about something that uh, not everybody else will hear about. And what is that? 20% off the entire website. When you, when you go on the website and type in the code goal. Goals, Goals 20, 20. With an S. Yeah, 20% off everything. We're not honey dicking you guys. Yesterday, we said it was a one-time use thing only. We literally walked in here and we're like, hey, we should probably do that again. Mm -hmm. And so we just last, literally, not even last minute, last second, just kind of told uh, our boy Josh, like, hey, can you throw this in the system and make sure everyone gets 20% off today also? You know, that system actually has been acting weird because it, it's the same system that the podcast, uh, leeches off of and, and to start the podcast, mm. it takes like 45 minutes. Andrew has like, you guys can't see this right now, but Andrew's like right arm is so much bigger than his <laughs> left. And it's not from what you're thinking. It's from, uh, trying to yank on this podcast machine over here to get it started every day. 
And then also you, you, you guys might not know this either, but like Andrew's toes are all busted because every day he gets frustrated with it and he kicks it. <laughs> he kicks the machine <laughs> to get it started. And it, it's the machine that ends up, uh, fueling everything here at Slingshot. So hopefully we can get that thing fixed or get it looked at. We got to get that guy to come in again. Yeah. But you said that his, he was out of town and then his cousin tried to come in. I could only get a hold of his guy. So I couldn't get a hold of actually him. But yeah, it's so like uh, it's like one of those old school like cars when you got to crank the the whatever the lever podcast crank lever. So I have to crank over the podcast machine in order to get this thing going, and we've been doing them so so rapidly, so often mm-hmm. it's starting to make little you know squeaks here and there. So I had to hit it with some WD forty this morning. I don't know what's gonna fix that thing, but we're lucky to even have a podcast. Let's just say that. <laughs> uh, really yeah. love doing this podcast. I think. Or how many episodes in are we? Today is episode 143. I was going to say, I think we're at 50. <laughs> so I was, I was a little bit off with my uh, assessment. Uh, somebody said, congratulations, you don't look 42. Hey, that'll help. These brownie points will add up uh, at the end and uh, I appreciate it. Um, so yeah, that's, that's who I am. I hope that explains a lot of stuff. I, I've set uh, world records in, in powerlifting. Um, I had a lot of hopes and dreams as a young, as a youngster, uh, in this sport, as a young person in this sport to do certain lifts and I was able to accomplish them. And so I like to share, I like that. That's what I like to do. I like to share my experience with people so that they can utilize it in their day-to-day life. Cause I feel that I have set goals and I've obtained a lot of them. I haven't obtained all of them. Uh, you guys have been following along for a long time. You guys seen me fall flat on my face and I'm not afraid to do that. I'm not afraid to fall flat on my face. I'm not afraid to, uh, jump into maybe a CrossFit workout or Olympic lifting workout or bodybuilding workout with some of the best in the world and, uh, get my butt completely destroyed and get my butt completely kicked by somebody else. Because I believe that it's great to kind of know, uh, where you stand sometimes in the pecking order of life and always, always winning and, uh, always, uh, being the best that actually usually means that you're not, uh, challenging yourself quite enough. So you got to really challenge yourself. What I wanted to talk today about is I want to talk about goals and I wanted to talk about dreams. And I got a couple concepts I'm going to share with you guys today that you're really going to love. And on top of that, I got some actionable items on your way out the door, uh, that can get you headed in the right direction because there's nothing worse than listening to, somebody talk about motivation or inspiration. And then you're like, well, that was kind of cool. Got me hyped and I'm hyped for the next 11 minutes. But once those thoughts go out of my head and I kind of forget what the guy said, then I, you know, I don't really have much. So I hope that you guys, Andrew and I, while we're doing the podcast, we have our own journals here, our special power project, uh, (laughs) notebooks (laughs) over here that we're, we're keeping, uh, our information, our information in, and we're taking notes on, uh, what's going down for today. I also just have some notes on what I'd like to talk about for today. But I think that in your quest to be better than you were yesterday, and that's all I'm really ever trying to share. So if I say something that, uh, you get ticked off about or whatever, I'm not trying to ever hurt anybody's feelings. I'm not ever trying to be a, a jerk. All I'm trying to do is share information that I think can help you be more and become more than you were yesterday. And that's something I've been sharing on this podcast from the beginning do more, be more. The more that you can do, the more that you can handle. 
Yeah, there's nothing like uh, when somebody, especially like after a seminar, there's like, oh my gosh, Mark, you inspired the hell out of me. And then you kind of maybe keep tabs on them and you realize that they didn't do shit with it. Right, right. Because, you you know, they might have, you're right, they got it. They got inspired, but they weren't actually encouraged or given tools to actually follow through and do something with their lives. Yeah, 100%. That's uh, that's 100% the truth. And that it happens to all of us. And life is life is very hard, okay? Life is very, very difficult. So if you're depressed, if you have anxiety, if you're upset and you don't feel good about the current position you're in, uh, take a number, you know, and, and get in line because there's a lot of people that feel that way. Um, I've been in that spot many times in my life. I feel that I'm no longer in that spot. I feel like I could speak from a, a more comfortable position. That's why I get on these topics sometimes. Somebody yesterday said, hey, man, the speech was a little cliche or whatever. Well, Maybe a lot of people are sharing some of the same information. Maybe there's a reason for it. A lot of these things are tried and true and they have helped a lot of people. So what I'd like to kind of jump into today uh, to kind of kick this off goals versus dreams type of thing. Let me first off say that a goal is going to be something that's smaller. It's going to be something that's more rational. It's going to be something that you're closer to. And a dream, a dream is big and a dream is irrational. A dream is as followed, this is something that I, that I thought of a few years back and I've had bigger dreams and dreams that have, you know, started further back, um, and go even further into the distance, into the future. Like when I was a kid, I wanted to be an NFL football player. Like what kid doesn't want to be a professional athlete, right? I think a lot of kids want to be professional athletes or they want to be a rock star. They want to do something right. And they want to do something big. They want to do something that, that, they don't know anybody else is that's doing it. They want to be a pro wrestler. Um, they, they want to be, uh, a, um, a musician or they want to be a comedian or whatever it is that they're drawn to as a kid. And they're pretty big dreams and it, you, it's, it would be really rare and I'm sure it's happened before, but it'd be really rare for a kid to be like, I want to be a sanitation truck driver or whatever, mm-hmm. like a garbage man, you know, mm-hmm. like I want to drive a garbage truck. Like you're not going to really hear a kid say that, or I, you know what I would love to do when I'm older, I'd love to, um, I'd love to like make enough money to barely scrape by and to have like a small apartment. Like you're not going to hear a kid like kids don't think that way. They think crazy thoughts. They saw something on a cartoon or maybe they even just dreamt something up almost. And they're like, like when I, like a, a girl might say when I grow up or I won't, I won't gender discriminate. Somebody may say something like, I want to be a princess or I, I uh, uh, somebody might say, I want to be a king. And you're like, whoa, like well, that's, you, you really kind of can't be a king or necessarily like a princess. Um, and that's what happens to people is that somebody with a rational thought comes along and smashes (laughs) your hopes and dreams. And somebody comes along and kind of flattens it out and over and over that keeps happening. You know what, Mark, you can't be a pro football player. I'm like, what, why can't I be a pro football player? Well, you're not fast enough. You're not tall enough. And I play football and I keep trying, I keep trying, I keep trying. And I just, for whatever reason, multiple reasons, wasn't good enough. But really looking back at it, if I really dedicated everything I had to it, maybe, maybe I could have been better uh, than I was. And maybe I could have kind of fulfilled my dream to at least step on an NFL football field. I, at the time, I just didn't know. I didn't understand. The, I didn't understand hard work uh, the way I understand it now. If I did understand it then, I think I would have been okay. But also, 
um, reality set in, right? Reality starts to set in. And same thing happened when I was trying to be a professional wrestler. I was trying and trying and trying. Uh, I was like dieting and I was trying to be in good shape and I was doing all these things, but it just wasn't, it wasn't really coming from the depths. It wasn't really coming from my heart. It wasn't truly part of what I was destined to do. And so your goals can actually change your goals and your dreams. They can shift around. So your, your, um, your dreams can be these kind of big lofty goals. And like I said, as a kid, you might have a, a pretty damn big dream, but people keep knocking it down and knocking it down. And no, you can't be a professional athlete. Like, yeah, that's impossible. You're not going to be, you're never going to be that tall. You know, you don't want to be a basketball player. Like you're only like, man, you're way shorter than your friends right now. Like, I don't see that happening. You're not in like, and then even when you play basketball, like you're not that good at it. So, you know, you're going to have a lot of people that kind of keep smashing those dreams. And there's going to be a lot of times where things are very, very difficult, where things are very hard. When I started with the invention of the slingshot, there was so much resistance around it before I ever even started the damn thing. Just to get the thing off the ground was very difficult. And it got to the point where I stopped. And I've talked about this a million times, but it wasn't until my brother passed. It wasn't until there was a tragedy to where I was like, you know what? Forget what everybody else says. I'm doing this. I'm going to make this happen and I'm going to make it. I'm going to figure out how to quote unquote, make it. And then, okay, well, what does make it mean? Uh, okay, well, let's first, in order to make it, let's make the slingshot, right? That's, that's the uh, idea that I had in my head from tearing my peck a few times. And I wanted to protect people on the bench press, the slingshot, upper body device for bench press, push-ups and dips. And so when I had this concept in my head, I started to think about how am I going to, okay, I made the slingshot, the slingshots in my head. I made it in my head. Now I have to physically make it. Okay. Let's figure that process out. Let's use something called Google. How about I use something called an iPhone? And how about I take the combination of those two things and I do a search. And I type in uh, knee wrap manufacturers. I'm giving you guys all this stuff away for free right here on the spot. This is how it all happened. This is how I built this empire, if you will. I typed in knee wrap manufacturers. The first manufacturer I went to didn't work. That situation ended up uh, tragically dying people's skin red. And it, uh, the slingshot <laughs> smelled and they were gross and they broke. I my... thought you were saying that it people tragically died because like they were dying left and right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People, people were dying and, um, we, you know, we're like, still, Oh my feeling, gosh. Yeah. How a, dangerous were these slingshots? Yeah. A couple people died early on, <laughs> but you know, we swept that under the rug. Good. We kept going. Now the, the, the product was, uh, just this red dye and the dye would just make people red and People couldn't even like wash it off their body. So hopefully nobody's permanently red from the slingshot, <laughs> but there could be a couple people out there that permanently have red forearms. From yeah. Us. That's how we know that they're OGs though. Yeah. That's the, that's the way you show your, uh, you show your old scars, right? Mm -hmm. You show that you're a original gangsta with us. But, you know, a lot of that stuff was very difficult to get off the ground. You know, it broke my wife's uh, washer and dryer because we tried to get that red stuff out of there and uh, none of that worked. These were all just prototypes. But guess what? I didn't give up. I didn't stop. I went to another manufacturer and that manufacturer worked and boom, you know? Um, so even though going through that process of having other companies tell me that it's not a good idea, you have to understand that while you're going for your goals, while you're going for your dreams, 
You're going to have people that are throwing shit at you. Um, you're going to have people that are, that are mean to you, that are rude to you, that are, um, that don't want you to succeed. Why are you doing that? Hey, wh- you know what? You should, you should actually, you know what, Mark, you, you would be a great personal trainer. That would be, you know what? That would be great. Why don't you be a personal trainer at like 24 hour? I heard that if you do that for like a year, then you can get like benefits and stuff. Um, like that would be, and you get insurance, like that would be awesome. Or even to get a job at like Starbucks cause they offer the same thing. They offer insurance, they it, offer healthcare a, and everything. It's a respectable job. You should follow, you pursue that. You never know where you'll land. <laughs> well, yeah, it'd be great if you made money and like, you know, maybe on the side, maybe you can kind of think about this powerlifting stuff. You you gotta have something to fall back on though, Mark, cause you know, this whole fitness thing, you never yeah. know. You never know. Like. Will people be fitnessing five years from now? I believe it's called the yogging. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, those are the kind of things that I heard. And also, you know, growing up and, uh, you know, not being quote unquote smart, not being all the same classes as, uh, as a lot of other kids. Um, I had a learning disability. And so I'm, I was always fighting against that, which I still kind of fight against that, even though, um, like, why do we hold on to some of these things? Well, if we're going to hold on to shit that's negative, why don't we hold on to shit that's positive? Like, why don't we be stronger with the things that are positive and let's really hold on to them. When somebody says, somebody tells you about a diet and they say, Hey man, this can help you lose 20 pounds. Boom. The lose 20 pounds. That's what you want to hold on to. That's what you, this is going to make. This can help make you healthier. This is a great opportunity for you. I have in, uh, inside this book has information on how you could lose weight. I know that you always struggled with it. Okay. What's the diet? Okay. Well, here it is. And as soon as the diet is revealed, the person is up in arms about the things that they can't eat. Meanwhile, they should be excited about, oh my God, I get an opportunity to eat red meat, whole eggs, cheese, and bacon. And this is part of a diet plan where I'm going to actually beat myself. I'm actually going to beat my former self, my, all my fears, all these, all this anxiety I have towards losing weight. I've never been able to do it before. You just gave me a plan. That's going to help me lose 20 pounds. This is fantastic. No, instead they're like, well, how do I figure out, you know, how to eat some like ice cream? How do I figure out how to eat? Like, what about pasta? Like I'm Italian. I can't, are you serious, Andrew? I can't Mm -hmm. eat pasta. (laughs) yeah that's just what you do now you no longer eat that what (laughs) it's a small price to pay though like this is going to make you live longer and healthier and so it when you're when you're going towards these hopes and dreams when you're going towards these goals no matter how small they are even if it's just a knock off 10 pounds 15 pounds 20 pounds doesn't matter what the goal is no matter what the goal is hang on to these dreams hang on to these goals hang on to these things because these things will end up in the long run being things that will save your life. It will literally save your life. It will save you from being that person that gets stuck. There's so many people that are stuck. You end up in that nine to five job and you freaking can't stand it. And the reason why people get stuck is because people fall behind. Everyone thinks everything's so difficult. Um, when I bring up things here in meetings and we start to discuss stuff, I have been trying the entire time since day one, been trying to teach people that, look, nothing is, nothing is that difficult. And if it is, let's 
think about it for a second. If something is so difficult, let's just not even really talk about it because cowards talk about what they'll never do. Let's not talk about a bunch of shit that we'll never execute on. I dropped a pretty big bomb on everybody today in, in talking about this, this style of commercial that I want to shoot, uh, coming up and yeah, we can all sit there and go, wow, that's okay. That's really challenging. Uh, well, I know it's challenging, you dumbasses. Of course it is. That's what we're here for. We're here to put points on the scoreboard. We're not here to be average. I'd rather be dead than average. Remember, that's a saying from my brother. We, we're not trying to be mediocre. We, like, if you're not pissed off to be great, then you're okay with being mediocre. That's a quote from my boy, Ray Lewis. Who doesn't love some Ray Lewis, right? Well, he, he did break my heart, though. Niner fan. Oh yeah. And he broke everybody's heart. He broke everybody's back too. He was a beast. Yeah. But I, I did see him on an interview a couple of years ago and I was like, well, I get it. Dude's an animal. He's a savage. I think he killed the guy though. He may have. <laughs> so I'm still a little bit bitter towards him. Yeah. You never know. I don't know. I don't know what he was involved in or not involved in, but I like the quote. Um, but a lot of people are, you know, there, a lot of people have this kind of, uh, philosophy of like, I'm just going to get through the day. And here's why I think some of that happens is I think that people get to bed later than they should. People wake up later than they should. People rush their way out the door, rush their way through traffic. They're unfed and they haven't planned ahead for the day because they didn't have quote unquote time because they didn't schedule things properly. A lot of times I get places a little bit late. And the reason why that happens is because I like to overly prepare. I have like this anxiety about not being prepped for certain things. So I will bring food with me. I'll bring drinks. I'll bring all this stuff. And I, yes, I should have done it earlier. I should have set it out earlier. I should have got it done earlier and I'm doing a better job of getting to places on time. But a lot of it has to do with me trying to make sure that I am set up for success. I'm set up for getting a W I'm success. I'm set up to get a win for the day. I need to get that victory. I need to get a win for the day. Well, how do you get a win for the day when you, sh you woke up, you know, you went to bed late and as a result, you woke up late, you barely took a shower, barely had time to brush your teeth and you did not adhere to the nutrition that you already told yourself you were going to commit to because you ain't got time for it. So you just ran out the door and you have a uh, unplanned fast going, right? Well, now you get to work, you got there late, your boss is barking at you. He's got a bunch of crap for you to do. You get tied up with doing all these different things for the day, putting out fires and communicating with other employees for the day. Then you're getting barked at by your wife because you haven't answered your phone all day. And it's now two o'clock and you're starving. Your head is pounding. You're pissed off. You're frustrated. And you're like, man, where am I going to go to lunch? What am I going to eat? And in a panic, you eat some junky, crappy food, makes it feel worse. Now you're tired and you're like, man, I've been working like a dog. And you really haven't been, <laughs> you really haven't been working at all. Your efficiency level sucks because you're not feeding yourself properly. You're not, uh, drinking enough water. You're not getting enough rest. You're not taking care of yourself at all. And you're so late, everything's an emergency. So everything's amplified like times 10. And, and you're having like many heart attacks all day exactly. because it, everything's all freaked. You're freaking out about everything because you ain't got time for it really. 
and, and maybe you're short with people. This is also chewing up your relationships too, because you don't have time to be nice to people. You don't have time to say please and thank you. And yes, sir. And those things, you ain't got time for any of that because you're in such a damn rush because you're, you're so far, you're so far behind. And on top of it, you're, uh, continuing to have bad nutrition, which is throwing everything else off. And so how are you going to even really be able to develop any goals or any dreams if you're stuck in this nine to five thing that ends up being cyclical because what's going to happen as this day plays out okay now you had lunch you ate a you had chipotle it's now 3 30 and you you're you're getting it into your work stuff more and uh you know 4 30 rolls around five o'clock rolls around and your buddy calls you up and says hey man Let's, uh, let's hit up that bar and like go watch some, uh, Thursday night football or whatever it is. And you're like, all right, sure. And so now you have drinks, you eat some wings again, you already, you already decided, uh, the week before that you're done with eating like shit. You're done with partying on the weekends. You're done with the whole thing. You're not going to drink. You already laid all these rules out for yourself. And now here you are. And it's because you were stressed. It's because you were fatigued. It's because you were worn down and you can't let your dreams slip away from you. You have to hold on to them. I've talked about this before on this podcast. You can't look in two places at once. So I always talk about one foot in front of the other, gratum ferocity, step-by-step ferociously Keep stepping towards your dreams. But while you're stepping towards your dreams, it is absolutely crucial and critical that you do not have one single misstep. Do the things that you're supposed to do when you don't normally want to do them and you will be out in front of every single person that you know. Take a look at your feet. Make sure one foot's going in front of the other. Keep looking at your feet and concentrate on where you're going. Keep pushing forward, but don't look up at the horizon because that's when you're going to take a misstep. The horizon is where your dreams are, but you don't have to think about your dreams all the time. Dreams are irrational thoughts in some way. When I had the dream to become a millionaire, and you guys can do this math, uh, it was kind of a wild thing. I, I at the time I wasn't really making any money. Um, but I did have, I did have the invention of the slingshot circulating, but I was a far cry from figuring out how to make a million bucks. But then I did a little bit of math one day and I started thinking about this a little bit more. So now at this point in my life, my dream of making a million dollars was getting a little closer. And I started to really think about, wow, this dream can now start to become more of a goal. And so I said, well, okay, well, what does that look like? If I was going to be a millionaire, like, first of all, what does that even mean? So I tried to look it up and there was a lot of conflicting information about being a millionaire. People were, you know, there was, uh, information on, uh, the internet about you have to have a million dollars in the bank. Some people were like, we just need a net worth of a million dollars. And so I was looking through all these things and this is just a silly goal. Like this doesn't, this is not, um, you know, this, this is just a random, it's a random goal that I had, uh, as I got the business going, I was like, man, that would be sweet. That would just be sick. Like, you know, when you have a business and you make, uh, you make your first hundred bucks, you're pumped. 
You make your first thousand bucks, you're pumped. You make, there's these milestones that happen. And then at one point you're like, oh my God, like, wow, six figures. Like I remember when I was a kid and my dad started doing really well with his job and he started to, and between that and real estate that he did and stuff, he started to make like six figures. I remember my head exploded. Uh, I was just like completely overwhelmed by that number. It's like, wow, that's a lot of money. Holy crap. And then I was, saw what that was able to, uh, to do for us as a family. But I sat down one day and I took a calculator and I did some math and I, I, uh, tried to figure out, okay, how much money do you have to make every day to make a million bucks? And it's 2,750 bucks is what you have to make to be a millionaire. I'm like, oh my God, that's a lot of money. That's a crap. I got to make that every day, 360. I got to make that 365 days out of the year. Like, holy crap. How's that going to happen? <clears throat> well, over a period of time. So I took that, I took that, that dream. Okay. It was a dream at the time. I took that dream and I tucked it away and I didn't think about it again. I didn't, uh, I planted a seed. I buried the seed in the ground. And what I did is I put water on it. I let the sunlight get to it. I didn't try to ever dig it up again. I didn't dig it up. I didn't bring it up. I didn't think about it. I didn't really tell anybody else. I told one other person. I told one other person, actually two other people. I told my dad and I told Kelly Sturrett. Um, and Kelly Sturrett was kind of just starting his business at the time. So he and I would share fun stuff like that. And he's like, yeah, let's see who can get there first kind of thing. It was just all for fun. But in your desire to get to your goals, to get to your dreams, as you're chasing down these dreams, remember the dream is more of an irrational thought. It's a bigger thing. Your dreams are things that I believe that you should write down. You have to write down everything, but uh, a dream that let's just say, let's just say that within the next five years, you want to have a new house. Let's just say that's a dream, right? Currently, you're not in any position at all to have a new house. So you write it down on a piece of paper. Hopefully you have a, a notebook that you're writing some of these things down that we're sharing here on today's podcast. Uh, fold that thing up. You can even at the bottom of it, you can even say, congrats, congrats, big guy. Great job. Fold that thing up, put it away somewhere, put it in a drawer, put it somewhere, put it in an envelope with a big old smiley face on it. One day you are, well, not even one day, but like you're working, you're working, you're working, you're working. Weeks go by, months go by, kind of forget about it. It's still in the back of your head, still in the back of your head. Your friend mentions that he has a new house and you're like, oh, that's cool. Like, and you're then, and it kind of, you know, sparks your memory of, uh, of, yeah, that, that new house. Christmas comes around, you go around looking uh, at some lights and stuff, Christmas lights with your family to do some festive stuff. And then you're reminded of it again. You're like, oh yeah, like, wow, look at some of these homes. These are really nice. Like that would be sick to someday move into some of these. That's cool. But it's, it's a very healthy place to be in that you're in because you're not obsessed with it. To be good at something is probably not going to eat you alive, but to try to be great at something can eat you alive. To get obsessed with numbers and to be obsessed with these dreams can actually hurt you. It can be harmful. Um, and there's, there's many, there's many reasons for it, but it can just be poisonous. Being good at something can make you feel good. 
but trying to be great at something and not being great can make you feel awful. It can be maddening your effort to try to be great. So as I was thinking about this 2250 or I'm sorry, 2750, as I'm thinking about this number in my head, it wasn't something I thought about every day in this example I'm using of somebody that wants a new home. They tucked it away in their drawer somewhere. They're working, they're working, they're working. They're saying no to their buddy who wants to go out on the weekend. They are unfortunately not always able to be at every family function because they want everything to align. They want everything to align with their hopes and dreams. Remember earlier I talked about failing as being a professional wrestler. And that's because everything in my spirit and everything in my being, everything all the way down into my gut wasn't aligned. My thoughts, everything wasn't aligned with being a professional wrestler, but it was for John Cena, right? John Cena has, has a great look. John Cena is jacked out of his mind. John Cena has this great skill set, but still everything was aligned. Remember we said winners, Remember we said about winners yesterday, they're not born. They're not born. Winners are made. They're handcrafted. And we get John Cena on this podcast one day, he can explain it to you. You can hear how many shit sandwiches that guy ate to be in the position that he's in today. But one day, you, you know, one day you'll be kind of packing things up and you'll be moving things around and boom, there's that, there's that uh, note that you wrote to yourself about that house. And you'll look at it again. And you'll be like, oh my God, maybe it's like two years later. And you're like, oh my God, it's so weird. I just got a raise at work and like all these other things happen. And man, like still kind of far away from getting a new home, but shit, man, like maybe what this crazy thing I wrote down, maybe this is going to become true. Fold it back up, put it away again. And you're working, working, working. And next thing you know, you have worked yourself into a position to get a new home. You go to uh, clear out your house because you're packing things up to move. And there's that damn note. And you're like, holy shit. And you know that your, your dreams, you know, when your dreams are going to start to become a goal, something you can actually reach for. And it's no longer a figment of your imagination. It actually becomes a real solid thing. You'll know when to reach for it because it'll just be around more. It'll just happen more like the, these there there's thing there's, and this is like, this is not, I'm not making this up. This is real stuff. This stuff actually happens. Um, a house is a, a kind of a different example, but a car. Think about a car that you've been thinking about. Andrew's a big Subaru fan. But if you, if you look at different cars, let's just say you get an Auto Trader magazine, start thumbing through. And if you see a car that catches your eye where you're like, man, that would be, that would be really cool like to test drive one. It doesn't have to be an expensive car even. Man, that'd be great to test drive that thing one day. That'd be great to have something like that someday. I bet your ass, you, I, I, I will bet you anything that you will see that damn car within the next week or so. It'll just be out on the street somewhere randomly. And you just read that like there's only five of them in the whole <laughs> world. Because that, that kind of stuff, is, it's, um, it gets encoded into your head. It gets buried in there. And then you're like, oh my God. There's that damn car. I just saw it the other day. It could be something that you and your wife are talking about that you both really want. And you're like, man, that would be, that would be really cool. We should, you know, we sh that should be a goal of ours. We should work towards that. 
And next thing you know, that thing is kind of floating around. It's getting closer to you. And that's when your dreams, that's dreams and goals are different. Your dream is going to be something that's going to be bigger and it's going to be irrational, but your dream can start to turn into your goal. And these things will start to kind of, uh, blend together a little bit. But again, it's not a great idea for your head to be so wrapped around your dreams all the time, because you'll end up being like everybody else. Most people get punched in the mouth too hard to ever really hold on to their dreams. They get punched in the face, they get punched in the stomach, and they just, after a period of time, they just will not hold on to their dreams anymore. And then somebody like myself comes on Instagram or comes on YouTube and has a motivational speech and tries to kick some sense into you. And what do you do? You scroll right past it. And why do you scroll right past it? You scroll right past it because it's painful because you don't want to bring it up again. I don't want, mom and dad, I don't want to talk about my grades in school. You know why? Because I suck at school. It's painful for me to talk about it. My parents used to ask me all the time, you got homework? What do you got going on in school? I'm like, I don't like talking about school. Well, of course I don't like talking about school because it was, it was, it was hard. It was hard for me. These things that are hard, these things that are, look, how many of you listening to this right now have people that have a severe weight problem that are in your family? You know that you would love to talk to them about it. They, you know, but at the same time, you know, it's going to be a difficult conversation. And that person is hoping that no one brings anything up to them because they don't, they're just like, Hey, it's obvious I have a weight problem. Hopefully nobody brings this up. Hopefully nobody tries to stick me on some diet. I really hope that doesn't happen. And it's because you're trying to sweep things under the rug because it's easier just to go onward with being the person that you are in the moment. It's harder. Yes, it would be great for you to lose weight. And in the long run, it would, it would actually make your life easier and make your life better. But that change seems so, it seems so scary that you don't want to make that leap towards that because you're like, man, that is so far away. Well, that's a dream. It could be a dream for you to lose 50 pounds or to lose a hundred pounds, but you would handle that just as you would handle anything else. You would work your way towards it. There would be intermediate goals that would align, that would align you with, align your heart, your soul, your mind, your body, your spirit. It would align everything all together so you can figure out how to obtain that goal on your journey, on your way, on your path. You're going to hear somebody start talking about motivation towards losing weight. And now what are you going to do? You're not going to scroll past it anymore. You're going to stop and you're going to be fascinated by it. That's why sometimes when you hear something from somebody, it might seem like total bullshit. But then six months later, you're like, oh my God. That just hit me right between the eyes. Like that resonated with me a ton. I freaking get that. Amen to that. I understand that, right? You, you, it's, it's interesting how that happens, but a lot of that has to happen because you are developing as a person. You're, you're starting to be more accepting of some of this stuff because you're like, oh my God, all that could really do is just help me. That's it. Like all, all that can really do is like, that motivation that the guy's talking about to get to the gym or the motivation that the person's talking about to stay on your diet or stay on your plan or, hey, man, maybe you should fish around for some different diets to see what feels right to you. But whatever the case is, you shouldn't stop. You should keep working. Uh, Andrew and I were talking earlier and he was uh, mentioning how he was mentioning to some family members like, hey, let's do this war on carbs. And 
everyone's like, oh, the holidays are here. Mm-hmm. Well, they're not here yet. Like, let's get a couple days under our belt. Let's get some momentum. Yeah. Like, like I just said, I told Stephanie, I'm like, we're going to eat whatever the hell we're going to eat on, um, on Thanksgiving, regardless. Like, I mean, we can try to do our best, but we don't want to be like the, uh, you know, the grumpy couple in the corner that can't have, you know, the desserts and whatnot. Right. So I'm like, we're going to eat what we eat no matter what happens. Like, how about from now till then, we just clean everything up. And then her response was like, oh, well, we're having Thanksgiving a week early. Like, that's great because that means I'm going to have five full days of like no carbs Mm -hmm. and eating keto-ish. I say I eat keto-ish because I'm not really trying to hop in ketosis. Right. But it's going to be great because I'm going to have at least five full days of no carbs and feeling great. And then I'm going to go into Thanksgiving and I keep saying that I'm going to eat whatever I eat. But I, I have a feeling that I'm going to just look at it and be like, you know what? I got some good momentum going. I'm not going to just throw it all away for this one day. But if I do, I'm not going to be pissed off at myself because what happens on Sunday? Right. I get right back on the diet. Yeah. And then also, too, like on that same note for everybody listening that's, uh, you know, got some big plans going on for the holidays. Um, my family gets together and man, like there is no question I'm going to eat more food than I need to, <laughs> you know? And, uh, you know, am I going to have some, something, you know, sweet? Am I going to have ice cream? And the, yeah, like probably, I don't really know. I don't really know. I don't really know what's going to happen, but, um, I I'm going to be open and accepting to kind of eat whatever the hell I want. You, what you want to really try to work on those, you want to try to counteract these things. You want to try to plan ahead of these things. So a way to counteract it is, okay, this is coming. I'm going to get on a diet. I'm going to be on a plan. As Andrew's saying, I'm going to get a couple of days under my belt of low carbohydrate eating or whatever style of eating helps you. That's what you're going to adhere to. You have a plan. You got a game plan going into it and you're figuring out a way. How can I get ahead? How can I get ahead and stay there? Well, if you drop two or three pounds going into uh, Thanksgiving and going into Christmas, the odds of you gaining a bunch of weight and holding on to it are very low now because you already counteracted everything that was about to happen. You can also counteract things by just exercising more. What about, you know, if you're, if you're, um, what about during the holidays that you figure out a way to train a little bit more, do some interval cardio or just go on a long walk or just, just something you figure out something. How do I counteract this? And, and don't, um, don't only think about it, like write it down, make it a, make it a scheduled thing. Like you should look at your, everybody listening right now should open up their calendar on their phone right now. And they should put that they're going to train the day before Thanksgiving. They're going to train on Thanksgiving day. Let's make that a tradition. Like, why are we going to make a tradition of being unhealthy and destroying our bodies? Let's make it a new tradition to actually exercise on Thanksgiving day, any form of exercise you want. Okay. You're going to exercise the day before, on Thanksgiving, and the day after. Screenshot it, put it in your IG story, tag at Mark Wells Power Project, and we'll repost everybody that does it. Yeah, right. I We'll do that for sure. But also, you know, put like put down a time. You know, you kind of already know your schedule. Like, don't give me this, I don't know where I'm going to be. Just, <laughs> re- just, just get it, just write it down. Write that shit down. Put it in there. And so what, like if you wrote down 8 o'clock and it's 8.30, not a huge deal. You ain't got nowhere to go. You don't have anywhere to be, but like, let's get it on the schedule. Let's get it on the, let's get it on the roster. Right. You know that when you're trying to plan something with a friend, Hey, you know, uh, Andrew, me, me, you, me, Andy, 
and uh, you and your girlfriend, like we should all, we should all get together for coffee. And then like, we just go our separate ways. It's like, that ain't never going to happen. <laughs> it's like, no, you got a lot of things going on. I got a lot of things going on. Hey, Andrew, let's, let's, uh, let's all get together. How about, uh, what's December 3rd look like for you? Like, you think that would work? Or maybe you could talk to Stephanie and maybe mm-hmm. like, you know, and then you, you actually, you actually make it happen. You physically, uh, make it happen. Kind of force it to happen by saying, Hey, we're not leaving each other right now until we figure this shit out. Yeah. hundred percent. And remember in the beginning of this podcast, I talked about making it and where we originally started with this is I talked about that 2750 that you have to make to be a millionaire. So for me, that was something where I was like, that would be cool to make that just like the slingshot. That'd be cool to make that. How do I make it? How do I make it? How do I make the thing that I have drummed up in my head? I Google searched it. I found other people (laughs) that made it right. And then I had to make the slingshot work for me. And that's what I've been trying to do this entire time. I'm trying not to work for slingshot. I'm trying to have slingshot work for me. And that's the goal of everybody in this building. Now we get carried away and we end up here more hours than we should probably. That's because we love it, but we want slingshot to work for us. We don't want to be a slave to it. We want the slingshot to produce a crazy amount of money. So everybody in this building has more and more opportunity to, to keep uh, moving forward. But how do you make it? Well, you make it by breaking the day down into smaller pieces. Not, there's, there's no amount of work that's too hard or too complicated when you break it down into finer points. Let's say that we had to move uh, 100,000 pounds out of the gym. Well, yeah, that's going to be a tough job if there's one person doing it and loading it onto a truck. But what if we had three people helping? What if we had six people helping? What if we thought about, what if we had some efficiency going and we planned ahead and said, you know what? Wow. Okay. That's a lot of weight. That's a lot of plates, a hundred thousand, hundred thousand pounds. We got to move. Well, maybe we should look into getting like a forklift or maybe we should have a hand truck or there should be some other form of, of being able to move this stuff. Right. Like I said earlier, a lot of times you already kind of know your schedule. You already know about these situations. These things are in front of you already and you act like a complete fucking idiot every single day and you keep falling into the same trap. You left the house without any food. You didn't prepare anything. You're like, where are we going to lunch? Every day. And someone should just come up and knock your fucking teeth right out of your face (laughs) because it's so dumb to... To not have a plan. How do you not have a plan? How is it possible that you don't have a plan towards the things that you want to do? Now, if you don't care and you just want to be fat and you don't have any goals, that's a totally different topic. If you don't care about your health and you just want to kind of, that's the way you want to live your life, but it's going to be very, very hard for you to ever get ahead. Never mind trying to quote unquote, make it. You will barely be able to scrape by in your everyday life without some form. Like I hate being organized, but you have to have some form of organization. Luckily for me, I end up having a, um, I guess my memory is not amazing, but it's, it's pretty great when it, when it comes to certain things. And, uh, up to this point, like 
actually this year was the first time I really got uh, more organized than I have been. But a lot of that ha- doesn't have to do with me. A lot of that has to do with everybody else because I need to make sure that we're all together and that we're all on the same page with some of these things where in years past, uh, that was not anything I had to worry about. So I was reading some of the comments on the, uh, the, the old Instagrams. Oh, Hey, uh, just letting you guys know, we will get to your questions with Mark's going in deep right now. So we'll get back to all of you I promise. Yeah. We can actually do some of that right now. If you, if you, uh, got a few drummed up. Yeah. Uh, let's let me find his name. Uh, his Remember? name is Joe underscore day underscore and a ridiculous amount of numbers. Hey. Um, he wants to know how he can get his wife more supportive of his diet and lifting. Uh, well, you know, first thing is, have you talked to her about it? You know, have you had a conversation with her about it? You know, like that's, uh, the, uh, the, the thing about communication or the worst thing that can happen with communication is thinking that it ever happened. Right. I've taught that on this podcast many times before, and that is a really crucial element. So let's, let's just say that this guy is, uh, is, uh, overweight, right? Or let's not even say he's overweight. Let's just say he wants to have a better body, right? Well, he may have said in passing to his wife that he would like to attempt to, you know, eat better, eat healthier, right? So there's a lot of things going on with this kind of thing, but you have to sit down with your significant other. You have to sit down, uh, in this case with your wife and you have to say, listen, uh, I know you have certain goals and, and we have certain goals together as a family and we have certain goals as a couple, but this is like, this is very, very important to me. Like I, 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 I want to be in better shape. I want to be healthier. I want to feel stronger. And, and this is what I'd like to do. And, you know, based on my research, this is the way that I think I need to eat because a lot of times people be very resistant to that as well. The wife might be like, you're not eating all that meat. You're not eating all that steak and having a heart attack and leaving me here with the kids. And you might have to say, honey, look, I, you know, I listen to all these podcasts, you know, that I am kind of researching this stuff all the time. Um, if you don't think it's healthy, well, then maybe you and I can pick out a book that has a diet that we both agree has a healthy plan, uh, you know, to, to, to follow. Cause there's a lot of choices. I got my book, the war on carbs, but there's uh, brilliant people out there that have written other books. You got the paleo solution from Rob Wolf. Mark Sisson has wrote, written, uh, outstanding books on, on how to, you know, diet, um, and, and get some great results. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of options out there. Um, on doctored by William Davis is a, is a really good, there's tons and tons of options, but you have to really basically just say flat out, this is important to me. And here's why, like, I, I don't want to, um, I don't want to continue eating, you know, junk food. And I, I, I really want to make a, a good, strong effort. And that person should, should really, uh, there's really no reason for them to be negative towards it at all. It shouldn't, it shouldn't cause, it should not cause any problems because if you're explaining to them how important it is to you, I mean, I know like if my wife comes to me and says something's important to her, then I really got to kind of perk up and be like, okay, uh, I need to make sure. Okay. That's, you know, make a note. Like as men, we're pretty dumb and we don't, we don't get it. So (laughs) women that are listening to this, please tell your guy like what the shit that's important because we're not smart enough to get on our own, but you're going to have to really pay attention to that. It's going to be, that's an important thing for your relationship. Yeah. definitely don't, uh, cause I'm, I'm just thinking like what, what could be blocking her from being supportive, 
it could be like a time thing. Maybe he doesn't have as much time as maybe someone else. So I I, I don't know. Like uh, definitely don't abuse it either. Like abusing the gym. Like oh I I I'd, I'd love to stay home and help you clean and hang out with the kids, but I I gotta go to the gym. Like definitely don't do that. <laughs> yeah yeah well yeah right. Maybe she hates it because you're gone a lot. Right. You know exercising. Uh, or, you know, maybe she's concerned about the expense, but you'll have to kind of prove to her, look, you know what? Okay. This is, this is going to be more expensive than us rolling through Burger King. There's no question about it, but this is going to be a better choice. It's going to make me happier. Like how can anybody deny your happiness? And if they are, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I I don't know if that's a, uh, a great fit, but I would imagine most, most people are pretty, pretty damn, uh, supportive once you kind of really make it clear on what it is you're trying to do. Yeah. Why do you think people don't just talk more? I know dudes are too proud or whatever, too macho to just like open up. But what do you think is like the real uh, block? I think people are, are very concerned about other people's feelings. They're very concerned mm-hmm. that somebody's going to get, they're, they're upset about the reaction that's going to happen. They think if I bring this up, then they're going to, or they're worried they're going to get attacked themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, oh, if I bring this up, then they're going to bring that up. And I think that they're um, just very reluctant because they're they're scared of the outcome. Or you already played the outcome out in your head. And you're like, well, I don't want to be any part of it. Like, if I bring this up, then I'm going to be in, <laughs> I'm going to be in deep shit. And the thing is, is from a couple's perspective, um, there has to be some fights. I mean, there really has to be. There has to be. There has to be a little bit. My wife and I, it's really rare for us to really get into it at all. Um, but occasionally we do. And, and it's important. It, it always makes us stronger. It makes us realize how much we truly do love each other. Um, it makes us understand each other better. It's like, okay, well, shit, maybe we're both maybe we're both a little bit more sensitive uh, than we thought, first of all. And then secondly, um, you know, maybe we need to pay attention to the other one's needs more. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, we have a great life, um, but we're always trying to make this company better. We're always trying to make every situation that we're in better. And so the stakes are high and, uh, it might sometimes feel like there's high pressure, but the way that I deal with it, the way that I try to overcome that fear of like, you know, worrying about whether I'm going to hurt her feelings is look, if these feelings don't get out then that's going to be bad for both of us. And that's going to blow up in some bad way. So if I hurt her and she cries from it, or she hurts my feelings and gets me pissed off or upset or whatever, then, then I'd rather take that risk. I'd rather roll the dice on that than, than roll the dice on uh, me being stirred up for five years over a bunch of different things that I never communicate. I never said one thing about any of it. And now all of a sudden she's learning about it, you know, mm-hmm. five years from now, like that would suck. Right. You know, it's almost like, almost like physically hiding something from somebody like um somebody might have like a drug habit and they, they hide hide it from their uh they hide it from their spouse and now that, that would just who ca- who cares what somebody likes to do but the fact that they're hiding something from you that's that would hurt worse right yeah can you rotate the war on carbs book a little bit oh it's getting a weird glare there we go jesus isn't holding it up so good <laughs> man if he if he can't hold it up geez. i know um so some of the other stuff, you know, just back to the, uh, we got that 20% off sale yeah. for those of you that are listening to us live. Appreciate you all. Um, goals 20 is to get 20% off and, um, you know, go over to markbellslingshot.com and get all the cool stuff that you need. 
Um, back to this, uh, I'm going to end this for just a second. I'll be right back. <laughs> Cause it only lets you go for so long. Mm-hmm. Coming back. Go ahead. You got another question? Yeah. I'll just wait till you jump oh. back on the live. On, Cause it, it came from Instagram. Oh. Repopulating. Gotcha. All right. Here we go. So it was just, somebody had asked, uh, what are your thoughts on ice baths? Oh, ice baths. That's mm-hmm. way off topic, but, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. Ice bath is, um, they, they can be great. You know, uh, hot, hot, cold therapy has been around for a long time. A lot of people really like it. Uh, I'm trying to think of who you would, who you would resource for that. I know like, uh, Kyle Kingsbury talks about it quite a bit. Um, I think Aubrey Marcus might talk about it a little bit. Some people just love it. Some people think it's, um, uh, some people think it's like really, uh, magical, mm-hmm. you know, in, in some ways. And I, I do some hot, cold therapy sometimes going from my hot tub to my pool this time of year. I can, I can actually do that. I probably will do that tomorrow at some point because, uh, tomorrow we're going to kick the crap out of ourselves mm-hmm. with a uh, brutal, uh, squat workout. Yeah, Matt Brown, we just had him on here not too long ago from UFC fighter. He was talking about how, uh, he uses heat more than, than ice mm-hmm. or than cold. And then some doctor had put out an article saying that it's so much more effective. And he's like, see, I've been telling you guys for years, you know, he's waiting for that one article to come out yeah. to start pointing his finger. Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, personally, I love the hot tub. Um, a lot of people don't like ice necessarily. Right. Um, but I think like an ice bath is kind of a different situation. Um, I know that people are huge fans of saunas and, and there's been some research showing that, uh, uh, just helps you live longer period. And then the estrogen doctor that we had here, the, the sauna sounded like a great option because everything has estrogen in it. So why not get into that thing and, and have it deplete us of some of these, uh, crappy things that we're bodies, our bodies are ingesting, you know? Yeah. All right. So getting back on goals, um, did you ever catch yourself when you kind of maybe thought you were like maybe daydreaming a little bit too much? Um, Cause I know back when I was a, uh, I used to deliver paint. <laughs> it was an awesome job. I used to drive for like six hours a day mm. and I just like the whole time I would just sit there daydreaming about what I wanted to do and what <laughs> basically what I, I just wanted to do anything but what I was doing at that moment. Right. right. And even back then I'm like, dude, I got to stop just thinking about shit and actually do something. Um, I, I always wanted to, I always wanted to do stuff. So yeah, like I was always, I mean, I used to, I used to just drive around town and mm-hmm. just like, I'm like, I would look at these buildings and I'm like, man, that would be sick if I could have a super training inside that spot or oh cool like, I would try to think about like, I thought about all kinds of stuff. I'm like, what about just like renting like a storage shed that just had enough room for like a squat rack and a bench? Like that might be enough. And then a little spot to like deadlift in or something. Like yeah. I was trying to think of all these things and my wife's like, well, she's like, that's <laughs> kind of illegal. You can't really, you can't do stuff out of a storage bin. You know, it doesn't work that way. And yeah, I was always thinking of uh, different things. I, I would, um, I would just like sometimes leave the house and I would just cruise around. This is when I lived in Woodland and I would just look at like warehouses and stuff. And I didn't have any money to afford or figure out any of it, but I would just totally daydream and, and think, Man, I would be, I didn't know the gym was called super training at the time. <laughs> I, uh, was just like, man, it would be sick to own a gym, um, you know, in one of these spots. I didn't ever, didn't have the resources to, to, to make any of it happen, but that kind of dream was, was always there. It was a real strong, uh, driving force. And what really made the dream 
more and more powerful was going to other powerlifting gyms and seeing, you know, groups of other powerlifters and then kind of establishing my own group of powerlifters in someone else's gym, uh, in the area. So all these things, they, you know, as I started to piece these things together, um, kind of where it all started was training in Steve Zaretsky's garage in Natomas, California. And he and I would have these early morning workouts. And it was when I first kind of moved to Northern California. And I would talk to him a lot about like, man, I'd be sick to get some equipment and have my own spot and do all these things. And then an opportunity came up that like, I kind of forgot about it. As I had mentioned with these dreams, you plant these seeds, you water them, you let them grow, let them get oxygen, you let them get uh, sunlight and you don't dig them up. Like you just let them keep growing um, and you don't dig them up until the appropriate time happens. And so I always had my eye on the prize. I always thought like something, you know, something was around the corner, something was going to happen. Just one foot in front of the other over and over again. My first focus was to make myself stronger. I kind of thought that that was the key. I was like, if I represent myself really well, well, that's a good start. I can't really control what everybody else does, but I'm going to kick some ass myself. So I'm going to be big and strong. And that's what I, I worked on that. And then an opportunity came up to have, uh, where there was a, a gym in, in Woodland. And I went in there and talked to the owners and I basically sold them on this idea of having, uh, this powerlifting spot. And that's where super training gym was born. Super training was born inside of a gym called body construction zone in Woodland, California. Um, in 2005, 2006, somewhere in that range. And, uh, kind of the rest, the rest is history, but it's this idea of like, you know, I, again, I talked about making it well in order to make it, you have to like make it happen. You have to literally make it, uh, it doesn't come from anywhere else. You have to manufacture it. <laughs> and so with this goal that I had of owning a gym, this, I'm sorry, this dream that I had of, of owning a gym was like still way off because I just didn't have the money or the finances to, to figure any of that out. But I was able to take the dream and keep making steps towards it. And as it got closer and closer, the dream started to become a goal that I could actually, that's actually obtainable. It's no longer just something I dreamt up. It's no longer me just driving around uh, thinking about, oh man, how am I going to own this place? Now it's like, okay, what place do I, you know, what place can I afford? I do have some money and now we can actually have a place. Okay. Now we have a spot. Now what do we do with mm -hmm. it? And, uh, the, the, um, the idea of trying to really try to make it was, oh, it always started with, I always try to figure out how do I start something with some substance? How do I start something that has like some real power to it. So for me, that was just being strong. I'm like, I'm just going to be strong. I'm going to be big and strong as shit. And that'll be like undeniable. People will, um, uh, even though there wasn't a lot of social media, the, um, uh, my space was around <laughs> and, uh, YouTube and then Facebook and other things kind of followed. But I just knew that if even without social media, I just knew if I was strong, word would get out. People would be like, Sacramento's a place to be, to get strong. And it started, it started to happen. You know, I started lifting more. We started getting better lifters and it just kind of, uh, it started to kind of, uh, multiply, um, on itself. So it was, it was healthy dreaming because you actually had some action behind it. You didn't just think about having a super training gym and then go home and play video games. 
A hundred percent. Yeah. I don't know. When we were looking for apartments like a couple of years back, I remember thinking, okay, this one's not going to work out because I have nowhere to do portraits. <laughs> and so the place that we got, I had space for it. Mm-hmm. And I did do a couple like uh, Christmas card portraits and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But it was it was kind of the same thing. Like I would dream up having a studio inside my house. Right. And thankfully now, like we have <laughs> the space here at this gym, mm-hmm. which was kind of like a dream come true. But no, I, I think I just wanted to like emphasize that you didn't just think of what you wanted and then didn't do anything about it. Yeah, no, yeah, you have to do stuff towards it. And even, and even with the lifting, you know, even with a, a thousand pound squat, a thousand pound squat, um, a thousand pound squat for me, uh, just didn't even register at all. Like I, it, it was something that I, I didn't even really think about because it wasn't until I squatted, I think I squatted like 943 in a competition to where I was like, oh, wow. Like, okay, I put in a lot of work for that 943, um, but it moved pretty quick and like, maybe I'm a little stronger than 943. Maybe I'm good for a little bit more weight. So maybe like a thousand, like, yeah, maybe that's, but again, it was, it was a dream. I'm like, okay, boom, it's over there. And I, I what am I going to do in between? I'm going to have a lot of action in between. There's going to be a lot of, a lot of me going to the gym and busting my ass to, to get to that next level, to squat 980, 970, and then ultimately a thousand pounds, a thousand, uh, 30, a thousand fifty. And then ultimately the most weight I ever squatted, which was a thousand eighty. And so, you know, when you have these, these, these ideas and these concepts, you have to always be continuing to work. You have to continually work towards them. You're not going to be able to get to where you want to get to um, if you don't keep working towards stuff. And this idea of of being a millionaire, this idea of turning uh, turning some of these squat sessions into thousand pound squats, this idea of turning the slingshot and some of the products we sold into a multi million dollar business, this idea of looking at my body saying I'm fatter than I want to be. I want to be in better shape and I want to have a six pack. These are all things that took a really long time to develop. They didn't happen overnight and there had to be a lot of actionable items that happened in between all that. But here's where things get to be complicated and here's where things also get to be easier. So the complicated part is how do I try to figure out all this shit at the same time? Well, here's the good news. You don't have to figure everything out all at the same time. How do I make 2750 bucks a day? That doesn't have to be figured out right now. What has to be figured out is how, how can I be better than I was yesterday? Can you make more money than you currently make? Sure you can. What do you got to do? You got to provide more value. How was I going to ever get to this goal of this, 2,750 bucks. One way that I could do it is I could work really hard. We all know that. Consistency is going to be another big thing. Purpose is going to be the thing that gets me out of bed, right? Why? Why do I, why, what's that money for? What a million dollars is a lot of money. Why do I want to make that money? Okay. Let me put some reason behind it. Let me put some purpose behind it. I want to do that because I want to put up points on the scoreboard. 
I'm here to make the world a better place to lift. And if I'm going to be here to make the world a better place to lift, I need to have a financial impact. I need to have, I need to be able to make money because it's going to cost me money to try to get my word out. Right. And so part of that was the driving force. Why else do I want? There's got to be more purpose behind it than just that. Well, how about for my family? How about for my wife? How about for my kids? How about for a legacy? I one day would love for Bells and any family members that have been in contact with me or Andy to have to be affected by our legacy for as long as that can as long as our money will stretch. Um, and that's why we do things like give uh, some of the kids in the family a thousand bucks when it's their birthday. Uh, when they turn 10 years old, they get 10,000 bucks. Um, there's just like a lot of little weird things like that, that we do that, um, it's, it's, uh, it's to set forth those things. So these, these things are in my head, you know, uh, these, uh, these dreams were in my head. This, um, this having this purpose was a really strong driving force, uh, for me to get to this level. And, Another driving force was the death of my brother, which put into action me making the slingshot in the first place. His quote, I'd rather be dead than average is something that got me fired up. It got me excited. And it's something that if I think about now, I can still uh, draw upon that and I could still, uh, I can still feel like I can lift the world. So, you know, what are some, what are some things that you kind of put into practice, um, in order to try to be better than you were yesterday, because it can be overwhelming. That example I gave in the beginning of the show about how people live their life from behind. So many people live their life from behind. They're wasting their time. They're wasting their time on Instagram. They're wasting their time talking about things that they're never actually going to do. They're wasting their time watching Netflix or wasting their time. And I'm not trying to be a martyr and not trying to say, that you can't ever have any fun because none of that's true either. I have plenty of fun in my day. There's got to be time for re relaxation. There's got to be some downtime that you have. But if the day feels like it's eating you alive, it's, it's easy to get swallowed up by a bad day, a bad week, a bad month, and even end up with just a shitty year altogether. Man, that year really sucked. I didn't make any more money and I got fatter. <laughs> right? <clears throat> fatter, weaker right? All these things can happen because you get so tied up in, you get so tied up in feeling like you don't have time for anything, but you do have time for things. If you plan it out, if you work it out, you should be trying to work towards <clears throat> being ahead rather than being behind. Prepare your meals, lay your clothes out the day before. Try some of these things and see how they actually start to work for you. When it comes to thinking about how complicated the day can be, do what they do in the NBA when it's, you know, when it's, uh, when there's, uh, 30 seconds left on the clock and Stephon Curry's got the ball. What does he do? He waves everybody else away, right? What did Michael Jordan do? He's dribbling the ball and he freaking wave everybody else away, clear out the freaking court. It's going to be me and this task in front of me. And we're going one-on-one -on -one right here. And I'm going to shoot a three-pointer right in this guy's face to win the game. That's what you have to do in your life. You've got to clear shit out. Okay, you know, me and the wife are having a conversation. And the kids are jumping around in the background and making noise and going crazy. Okay, 
have a conversation, get up, have a conversation with the kids, the kids, mom and I are trying to have a conversation. Can you guys just chill for a couple minutes? Boom. Okay. Isolated incident. Number one, taken care of the kids were acting crazy. Isolation exercise. Number two, <laughs> the thing, another spot where you need to get a victory. You're having a conversation with your wife, right? Isolate these things, break them down into their finest points and understand that nothing is hard. There's nothing that you can't learn. There's nothing that you can't improve on. There's nothing that you can't win. Every single, every single moment of every single day is an opportunity for you to pick up a victory and make no mistake about it. Everything that we do in the course of a day, when it comes to interaction with other people, we're trying to make a sale all the time. We're trying to sell something. We're trying to sell people on, I'm trying to sell you on this idea, even though the show is free, right? Uh, when somebody makes a post on Instagram, they're trying to sell you on themselves. Hey man, hit like the, the like buttons right there. Like go, go touch a like button for <laughs> me or make a fun comment below. Like that would be sick, right? That's what people are trying <laughs> to do. People are trying to make a sale all day long, as silly as it sounds. Um, you get in a conversation with somebody randomly at a grocery store, a coffee shop, even though, you know, even though someone might, uh, they might, you might be talking about something random. You're still always, there's always like a sale or transaction being made towards, uh, towards something, even if it's not financial. Yeah. You're always trying to get like approval or whatever, accept acceptance. Yeah. You want the person in real life to hit the like button. Yeah. In life, in life person, whatever he used to call it. Um, what do you think about having to kind of tell your significant other, like, Hey, I'm working on this. I know I got work. We got the family. We got everything basically breaking it to them easily saying that, Hey, we're probably going to eat a lot of shit for a couple of years, but I promise it's going to work out in the end. It's a good question for Andy Bell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, um, there's going to have to be sacrifices. And I think every family goes through this. I don't think unless you come from money and like, but like, even when people come from money, they still need to do stuff to be significant. Like mm -hmm. they still need to like do shit. They still, I, I have friends that are very well off and they certainly don't need a job. Mom and dad killed it. And, uh, but they still work and they have very tough jobs and, um, it's, it's almost like you, you kind of have to do that anyway. But I think most families go through figuring out some sort of sacrifice, even if it's not a, um, even if finances are, are not a problem, I still think that time ends up being a little bit of a problem for everybody. And there's going to have to be sacrifices towards certain things if you want certain goals. Now, uh, it just depends on how far you want to kind of take those things. Like I've heard people say like, um, you know, certain things like you can't be like Steve Jobs unless you kind of, you know, ditch your family and do some of these things. Well, well, then it's like, well, for me, that's not a goal. That's That wouldn't be a goal of mine, you know, to get into uh, trying to be like that person or... Um, I've heard Gary V kind of say like, you know, 70% of the time, like he's not home and like the, all these different things that, that doesn't really fit into anything that I would like to do. So I think that you may have to, um, you may have to assure your significant other, like, look, yeah, things are gonna be really hard. Like I'm going to be away a lot, but hopefully like I'm, what I'm work here's what I'm working towards and hopefully you can help me. And also too, like that'll that'll either last or it won't, you know, mm -hmm. it'll either last or it won't like, uh, 
you know, your, your wife or girlfriend might come to you and say, Hey, you know what? Like, I know that we're both trying this and like, you know, we wanted you to be able to make advances and, and we wanted these things to happen, but it, you know, I can't hold on any longer. Like we need to be together a little bit more. Well, then that's might, you have to pump, might have to pump the brakes and, mm-hmm. and, and figure out something, uh, a little different. Um, with Andy and I, like I was, I was very fortunate and I try to share this all the time with everybody is that I, uh, you know, had great parents growing up. I've had a, I've and still have great parents. I have a great mom. I have a great dad and I was very fortunate. I also have a great wife. My wife is awesome. Um, I would not have been able to turn into the person I am today, uh, without them, without that support, without that, uh, network of people, because I didn't really figure anything out until I was older, you know, and who knows what that has to deal, do, do with. Maybe it was, uh, maybe I was a little bit frozen because, um, I was told that I was dumb. So maybe that I got out of the gate, uh, uh, apprehensive because I didn't want to take any action towards anything. Cause maybe I didn't think that I could actually do anything. Mm-hmm. But once I got old enough to kind of understand like, oh, okay, like I ain't the only one that's dumb. A lot of people are dumb. <laughs> I'm going to be totally fine. This is actually great. Yeah. And then I, from there I was able to kind of, uh, move forward. But as I was going through that process, a lot of it was very hard, um, on Andy. Luckily for both of us, we didn't have any kids at the time. So it made some stuff a little bit easier. Um, but, um, you know, like, at, like as Jake was, as Jake was growing up and as Quinn was born and stuff, I mean, you look at their ages, Jake is 14, super training Jim is like 12 years old. And if you look at Quinn, Quinn is 11 years old and, and slingshot is about eight years old. So like both kids were very young in the development of these, uh, companies, but the, um, it, at least, at least slingshot was like, um, already going while both kids were here you Mm -hmm. know um it it would have been a lot harder i guess what i'm trying to say if the kids were born earlier it would have been a lot harder Mm. but because they were born when they were born it 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 made it a little bit more uh natural it was still a very tough time to go through though and uh for me to sacrifice um time away from the kids and for my wife to be home with two small children while I'm over here powerlifting, <laughs> like a lot of times didn't make any sense. Yeah. Cause there was no, there was no money coming in from any of it. So it was just like, what are we doing? Like, and why? Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, uh, yeah, here's what we're working towards. Like I'm working towards a thousand pound squat, but why? I don't know. Sometimes you're, sometimes you are, um, suffering and sacrificing for the unknown. But I always felt, I always felt very strongly that it was for something. Um, I consider that to be faith, like to see things that aren't really there. Somebody might think that you're crazy for seeing things that aren't really there. But for, to see something that's not really there, you know, maybe um, maybe uh, one farmer, uh, you know, has a shitty time with his crops and wants to sell his land, right? Well, he sells his land to uh, somebody else that can actually see those crops, um, growing and he actually see those crops being harvested. Whereas the other guy, for whatever reason, didn't, wasn't able to uh, make it happen. Wasn't able to have the same vision. Like maybe he didn't take care of his weeds or whatever, Mm -hmm. whatever would go into that, uh, process. And I think for me, I always kind of saw 
that's uh, something was something cool was going to happen with lifting weights. It was going to happen. And I didn't care what anybody <laughs> said, you know, I was going to die, you know, maybe I would die alone, you know, thinking that if it never did happen, you know, but that, that was like, that was part of me. Yeah. Cause I'm just thinking somebody who's maybe like my age or even a little bit older. Cause I, when I was in school, it was, you got to go to college, you got to get a good career. You're going to get married, have kids and have, you know, have a, it's all going to be based around you getting a good job. And what my like absolute dream of us putting these podcasts out is somebody right now is listening to this. They're, you know, their boss is behind them. They're, they're going to get in trouble if they get caught listening to the podcast mm -hmm. again. And they're just going to have this moment right here, right now where they're just like, fuck, I need to make that leap. Right. But how am I going to tell my wife <laughs> that I'm going to be so busy that you're going to probably have to take care of the kids a little bit more than normal. Right. I'm going to be gone a little bit more than normal, but I promise you it's going to be worth it. Yeah. I want that person to get so fired up that they do that. Right. That's my dream for this podcast. But I just need you to give them the tools to tell them like, yeah, you can do this. And this is like step, not steps, but you know, like this is how you're going to do yeah. it by talking to your significant other. And it could be wife to husband and <laughs> didn't mean it that right. way. Right. But yeah, so that that's all I can think about right now. Cause I kind of had that moment, but I was listening to actually Joe Rogan mm -hmm. <laughs> and I had that exact same moment listening to him. You, you can make it happen. There's, you know, there, the difference between, uh, someone that makes it and someone that doesn't is that the person sees it through, you know, one person just sees it through. They just, they kind of force it to happen. They hang on to that dream and, uh, and, and they, they knock out a lot of goals on their way to their dream in order to, in order to end up making it happen. And you've heard people kind of say, um, you're kind of writing your, you know, people always read other people's books and they read their influences. And I actually, for, for number one, I, I do not read very well. So I don't like reading, but number two, I do not like to be influenced by other people's thoughts, uh, in that way. So I, I, to sound might sound crazy, but I'd rather just read my own book. <laughs> I feel like that's what I'm doing every day. Like I'm writing my own story, writing mm -hmm. my own book. And I've heard Joe Rogan, you know, kind of say like, you know, be the hero of your own story. And, uh, what a cool, what a cool way to, what a cool way to kind of live your life. But when you think about, when you think about that, that's like, what do you have to do in order to be able to do that? All you need is a pen and a piece of paper, uh, and, and a strong imagination, you know, but everything does have to still align with uh, what you're truly kind of meant to do. And, and that can be the tough part. That could be the hard thing is trying to figure out what you're supposed to be doing. But know this, that if you make a leap towards something, you're still going to be closer to whatever it is that you wanted to do if you didn't make the leap. So you always want to, tr you always want to try and keep, keep doing, uh, things. You might end up doing different things. You might land on something totally different that you didn't even know. Um, but you know, these things that'll happen. There's going to be things that you try that you'll fail at, but then something better will happen. Um, I was trying to bench press when I tore my pec and started thinking about, uh, the invention of the slingshot. There's going to be things that lead you to, to better things. Um, when I was, when I lived in New York, I went to Hudson Valley community college. That didn't work out great for me. So I ended up back at home. But when I ended up back at home after that, I ended up coming out to California and visiting my brother. And I was like, 
man, I'm like, I'm a freaking loser in, in uh, New York anyway. Mm-hmm. I ain't got nothing going on. I need to just, I don't even know how this is going to work, but I need to like figure out how am I going to move to the other side of the country? I need to just figure it out. I need to make it happen because what I want to do is not happening. Um, or, or I didn't even know what I wanted to do, but I knew that I didn't want to live in New York anymore once I went to California. <laughs> and so that, you know, just it, what would happen if I went to that community college and let's say I was successful and let's say everything worked out great and uh, I was playing football while I was there. Let's say that, uh, you know, um, Boston College gave me a scholarship. Well, it would have changed everything, right? I would have been stuck on the East Coast and I would have been stuck in 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 doing a lot of these a lot of these other things. So I was I'm fortunate that, you know, one thing kind of led to another. Um I'm grateful that I never made it in wrestling. I'm grateful that I never made it in football. Uh I'm grateful that I didn't bench 600 pounds. I'm grateful for all the different things that have happened. They've all they've all been learning lessons to help me to get to where I am right now, which I feel like is a really good uh, spot to be able to speak from, to be able to share information with a lot of you guys and girls out there. Um, it's awesome having people listen to the power, the power project. And, you know, when it comes to trying to help people reach their goals, it really is important that there's a formula to it. And the formula is going to be is that you have a, a shit ton of consistency towards your goal. Consistency might take you a long time to get your footing. So don't make any mistakes about that. Consistency, when you look at it over the span of 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, I'm going on 30 years of lifting, 30 years, right? When you look at it over the span of years, then the days are less significant, right? So it really doesn't matter that you string it together every day. Maybe Andrew started out doing photography and maybe he was smashing it for a week, two weeks, three weeks. And then maybe he lost a little interest and started doing something else. And he's like, man, I really love that photography. Boom. He goes back to it again. And then he strings together another couple weeks, but then something else pulls him away. He gets, strings together a couple more weeks and something else pulls him away. A job pulls him away. Maybe he was away from it for like a few months at a time or a year or two at a time. Those things happen, but you keep getting back to it. You keep getting back to your diet. You keep getting back to the original plan that you had and you keep working and you keep trying things. And by Andrew trying other things other than photography, he learned that he hates everything else. <laughs> That's exactly, I was just going to say like, for there's people that are like, oh, I don't know what I'm passionate about. I don't know what I should be doing. It's like, whatever the hell that is that you eventually find yourself going back to, or it keeps coming back to you. Right. It's probably what you should be doing. As long as it's not drugs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As long as he ain't smoking crack. <laughs> yeah. But no, I think uh, that that's perfect. That's well said, man. And when it comes to, uh, you know, something like uh, a sacrifice, I think it's, um, you know, it's understandable that uh, I think, I think every family has to have some sacrifices where, where there's just these things that have, have to happen uh, in order for the family to advance mom or dad or both uh, may not always be able to be around. And I actually think that's healthy for children. Uh, mom and dad shouldn't always be around for everything to bail you out of every situation. That's just as harmful as not being around at all. In my opinion, uh, sounds crazy to say that, but the hardest thing for a parent to ever do is to turn their back on their child. And that's sometimes the best thing they can do for them. If you have a child that's an addict or you have a child that just is, you're just having a really, you can't enable them, right? 
can't enable the people that you love in your life to continue to do harmful things to themselves. And so eventually the people that you love may have to turn your back on them, which sounds like the worst thing that you can ever do. But in some cases, it might be the best thing you can ever do. So here's some uh, actionable items that you can, guys can walk away with uh, from today's uh, podcast. And don't forget, you can go over to markbellslingshot.com and you can get 20% off by typing in goals 20. And it's only for the people that are listening live. Mm-hmm. The uh, this, the code will will wear off uh, a little bit later on today. So make sure you take advantage of it. And uh, go pick yourself up a hip circle, a slingshot. We had a bunch of people yesterday um, go over there and load up on some stuff. So here's some things that you can do. Some very uh, easy uh, things that you can do. Uh, number one is is plant that seed. You know, write that goal down, write that dream down, write, write it down and tuck it away, put it in an envelope and, uh, you know, don't look at it for a while. Don't be the, you know, how, how well is something going to grow if you plant a seed and you dig it up every day? It ain't going to grow very much, right? Let that, I, let that idea, let that dream, let that thing grow, let it manifest and turn into something, watch it blossom into something by giving it the ingredients that it needs and giving it the time that it needs. All great ideas get to be greater and get to be stronger the longer they sit around. And that's why the idea of the slingshot sat around for a while because it was a great idea. It started, it started to actually start to pull on me. It started to actually tug me uh, towards it. And you'll know, like th- those things will happen, happen for you too. You just gotta keep, you gotta keep thinking. So first actionable item is to plant that seed and the way that you're going to plant that seed is you're going to think about what that dream is remember i talked about a dream is is basically going to be something big and it's going to be irrational and you're not even close to it you're you're not even close to it but it's just something that you it's something that you want but it's also something that you could actually truly use so you don't want it to be you know so far fetched that um it doesn't make any sense at all your goals are smaller things that are more rational. They're things that you're closer to. They're things that are right there in front of you. Um, your second uh, actionable item to do would be um, to uh, work on personal development. You hear me talk about that all the time. For you, it might it might be reading a book, but you have to educate yourself. You got to educate yourself. You got to be smarter. You can't be a dumbass. And I've pointed this out many times before. If you're dumb, I got good news for you. It's going to be easier for you to be smarter. Somebody who's already very smart, are they going to continue to learn and grow? The only way they're going to the only way that someone is going to continue to learn and grow is if they understand that they don't know everything. A lot of times people that are smart think they're already there. So have this understanding that you're a dumbass, you're a white belt, you got a lot of shit to learn. And you got to take yourself to school. You got to really educate yourself hard. And you can't just read a book. You can't just listen to a podcast. While you're reading something, you need to have a highlighter with you. Why? Why you're reading something? You got to have a notebook with you. You got to really be paying attention. You might have to make up freaking flashcards of this power project. I mean, you got to go. You got to go in deep. You got to really. You know. You got to really take your ass to school. And you got to really learn. So personal development is going to be you doing things that are, that's going to help you learn. You can go to a seminar, you can go to a workshop, you can go to this, one of these uh, mastermind programs. It can be any, any of those kinds of things. Uh, 
anything that's going to uh, allow you to learn, but also grow personally. So it cannot really be, um, you don't want it to just only be in, in, a, in a field um, of, of like, uh, let's say that, uh, let's say that you're, you're going to a nutrition seminar. Those things can help a little bit because it might be somebody that inspires you or something like that. But that's not really what I'm talking about. That's not the kind of knowledge that I'm talking about. I'm talking about knowledge towards um, being successful, period. And that, but that could look so different to each person on what it is that you're going to uh, reach for. So in, in some sense, in a general way, it could be diet or nutrition because you're trying to learn more about it to be a better person, to be in better shape, to be in better health. But for the most part, it's going to be more like self-help type stuff, motivational type stuff, inspirational type stuff, or it could even just be some leisure reading that gets you motivated, that makes you think. But you really want your brain to really be thinking and you don't want to really be reading necessarily just for entertainment. So um, although you can do that too, but that doesn't fit into the personal development category. The next thing you have to do is you have to interview yourself. This is just life advice, folks. I think everybody needs to do this. You need to sit down and have conversations with yourself. It's okay. You can look like a madman. You can look like you're talking to yourself. Um, and you can tell them that I, that I said it was okay. You, you need to have a conversation. What is it that you want to do? What do you want? Um, I have learned over the years that whatever you want, all you got to do is ask for it. Whatever these things are that you want or need, all you got to do is ask for it. A ask the world for it and, and it will, it will be, it will happen. It will be there. Um, he who knocketh, right? You gotta, you gotta knock, you gotta knock on a bunch of doors to find what you, you, you gotta knock on a bunch of doors to find, um, what you need. And the only way you're going to, you're going to be able to do that is to ask yourself some questions. What do you want? And maybe when, maybe, maybe the, when would be a good, a good, uh, a good thing to throw in there. Like, do you have a timeline? If you have a timeline, why, what's the timeline for? You want to be uh, a millionaire by the time you're 21 for what? For what reason is it, is it because, um, you know, does that have some significant reason behind it? If it doesn't, then you might want to rethink your strategy a little bit, but you got to sit down, ask yourself some of the hard questions. Why do I want to be successful? You know, what are my goals? What are my hopes? What are my dreams? If you're only working, you can, you, if you're only working and you're not working on some of these things, you're not working on personal development, you don't have an interview with yourself, um, then, then you're you're only going to be able to be worth so much more, uh, fill in the blank. You're only going to be worth so much more. Right. Um, but if, if you can continually add a lot of value to who you are as a human being, you might be able to exponentially increase uh, the amount of money that you make. Um, th this should have everybody understand, look, it, the more you know, the more that you can earn, right? I think we can all agree on that. Like the smarter, the, the more able you are to uh, transcribe what's going on around you and turn it into something really positive and something strong, the more money you're going to be able to make. The last thing that you need to do, and, and it's super important, might even have to be first on the list, is you got to schedule shit. You got you to schedule stuff. You just, you have to. These are... These are things that you need to do. You got to start to schedule things. You got to get yourself on a schedule. You know your schedule. 
Don't walk around like a dumbass. Don't walk around like an idiot all the time. Think about what does your day look like? Where am I going to be? Okay. I want to have uh, better nutrition. I want to eat better. I know that Monday through Friday, I'm at work from nine o'clock till 5 p.m. All right. Well, you, you are okay. You know that you're going to be somewhere. Does that place have a fridge? Does that place have a microwave? You can start to schedule a lot of these things and you can say, okay, I'm going to be at work at nine. That means I'm, I'm still at home at eight and I can eat what I want to eat while I'm home. I'm going to have lunch at like 12 and then I'm going to eat again at four. And then I'm going to eat again when I come home at six or seven or whatever the time is. But you basically know your schedule. And everyone will try to say, oh, my schedule's crazy, especially this time of year and around the holidays, right? It's not crazy. Your schedule's totally fine. But schedule, schedule things, write stuff down, keep track of it. And on top of that, know that you already have a schedule. How crazy is that? You can basically tell the future. Like I know I'm going to, I'm going to predict the future for tomorrow at 6 AM. We're going to be in here and we're going to squat. <laughs> That's what's going to happen tomorrow, right? Saturday, I know that I'm going on a trip to Los Angeles, uh, to do a seminar Sunday. I know that we're going to Bodega Bay to start to enjoy our Thanksgiving vacation. Yeah. We like to do it early over here. We like to celebrate for a long time, <clears throat> but you, you kind of already know your schedule. So, you know, pay attention, pay attention to what's going on and be prepared. Dropping gold on everybody right now, Mark. Yeah. Where are you at, everybody? <laughs> mm -hmm. What are you doing in LA? Uh, I'm doing a seminar. Uh, what? E uh, what? What? I'm doing a seminar uh, for my boy, Ryan Spencer. You guys, I'll, I'll post some stuff up about it coming up. Um, do, I do not remember the name right now. It's at a CrossFit facility. Uh, I will make you guys aware of that uh, on my Instagram. So you, you, can check, you can check all that out there. Last thing I want to leave you guys with uh, before I hop on off of this. Oh, on Wednesday, I have a seminar too. And that one's at uh, Cyan Strength in... Santa Rosa. Santa Rosa. There we go. Yeah, that's what's going on over there. I'm really excited about that one too. That, that gym is crazy. But, you know, make sure you're getting, make sure you're getting stuff out of the day. Make sure you're squeezing stuff out of the day and not just getting through your day. Um... I just, I see too many people just kind of living their life behind. Get, get out in front of it, get out in front of your day and get from the day and don't let the day beat the crap out of you. Anything else to add over there, Andrew? Yeah, really quick. So let me figure out her name. Mm -hmm. Uh, where'd it go? Della Van Sickle. Says oh, she, hi Van Sickle. She got your book, uh, back in February and lost 40 pounds thus far. Damn, that's awesome. That's amazing, right? Yeah, you know, and we get that a lot. You know, I don't share that a lot on my, on a lot of our different forms of social media. I probably should. Um, but I mean, there's been thousands and thousands upon thousands of people that have told me that they lost 10 pounds, 20 pounds, 50 pounds, 80 pounds, 100 pounds. I mean, it just really has been awesome. And uh, the war on carbs is simple. You know, I got the book sitting right here in front of me. It's like 60 pages or something like that. It's really almost more like a, um, a little like manual than anything else. It's not, it's not like this big crazy book. And some people have kind of looked at it and been like, oh, that's it. Mm -hmm. And other people have been like, wow, that's brilliant. That's genius. Because 
I'm just trying to simplify stuff. It, it doesn't have to be any more complicated than uh, really there's probably, you know, honestly, there's probably more like 30 pages of stuff in there because there's some photos in there. And I didn't do that to try to rip anybody off. The information in there is tremendously valuable. Um, but there's just no reason for us to talk about nutrition for uh, 5,000 hours <laughs> or to give you a 500-page book on it. Yeah, I always just tell people it's like a field guide. Cause you can take it anywhere. It's small. It fits in your pocket almost. Like, mm -hmm. It's it's easy. Uh, Stick it in the front of your pants. <laughs> yeah, big chunky forty two asking about our uh, slingshot singlets if they'll be IPF approved, and they are. Oh yeah, they will be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, two thousand nineteen. Yep, everything's IPF approved for twenty nineteen. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's all I got. All right, peeps, strength is never a weakness. Weakness is never strength. Catch you all later. Bye.